adventure. It's time for Superman. Alexander Salkine presents Christopher Reed and Richard Pryor in Superman 3. Now, the evil threat is not a mere superhuman. It is a supercomputer. What will it do for me? It'll do anything you tell me to tell it to do for you. A machine so powerful it can change the weather. Control the Earth. Superman. But you never get here. Well, I hope you don't expect me to save you, because I don't do that anymore. Now, his evil side is creating a global energy crisis. Destroying the wonders of the world. And playing havoc with the World Games. The Man of Steel has become his own worst enemy. You're going to go down in history as the man who killed Superman. No, but he's still our only hope for survival. I ask you to kill Superman, and you're telling me you couldn't even do that one simple thing. Come on, please, let's go. All right, Webster, the game's over. Will he conquer his evil side and conquer the super machine in time to save the world from destruction? Superman 3. This time is going to be the best time of all. Listening to Movie Sucktastic. What? Huh? What, what happened? What happened? What happened? 
we're gonna do it live. Welcome everybody to Movie Sucktastic. Yes. I am Scott. This is Joey. And that's 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 pretty much it. Yeah, that's it. We like this movie. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I I can't help but love this movie. I watched this last night. I laughed my fucking ass off. I well <laughs> Well, just 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 to just to just to rewind just a little bit, uh, we're coming back. This is episode number which which number, Joey? Two forty seven. Two forty seven. And after a month or so of um, listener requests, we're coming back to our movie challenges. That's right. And this movie challenge was mine to Joey. Correct. Based on a actor from our last official movie challenge, which was Death Wish three. A yes. While ago. Yes, and the uh, the actor. Oh, uh, what was his name? It was uh, some Scottish name. Uh, Gavin or Hurley? Excuse me, Gavin or Hurley? He. That's right, girl or he or he. Gavin he, her. Yes, her. Uh, Th- that's that's kind of a face that he has. If you go her her her, <laughs> he looks like he's got that kind of a like face. And he he also came up because he was also in Willow, which we reviewed uh, recently. Yeah, 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 and it's it's also. Uh, it's also a tie-in to even last week without even trying because we did the the death of Superman Lives, which right. was a documentary about uh, Superman or a film and, that never happened. And Death Wish three and Superman three both end with three. That's right. So there's a lot of tie-ins, a lot of a lot of things bunch. going on. Wow, you can see all of uh, in in glorious HD. You can see all of Richard Pryor's like burn scars. Oh yeah, no. It's like, oh yes, that's after the accident. Especially, yes. yeah, it's like five, six years after the accident. Especially <laughs> on his face, and then you could see, uh, like, there's a scene where he's typing or uh, hacking, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can believe Richard Pryor could do that. Um, you could see, like, his hands are all burned, mm-hmm. burn scars. Yeah. Now, so Superman three uh, obviously uh, came after Superman two. Yeah. Uh, directed by Richard Lester, who took over uh, directing Superman 2 from Richard Donner. Yes. Uh, so there was a lot of pressure, in some regards, on Lester taking over 3, because he had you know, taken the reins over from Donner. And uh, now, Superman 3 gets a lot of flack. It does get a lot of flack. It's... It, was, it was a financially successful film. It was. I mean, yes. they made a 4. <laughs> uh-huh. Now... Going, we have talked about Superman three in the past, so mm-hmm. I'm just trying to set up a little bit. Now, for me personally, I've n- was never a huge fan of Superman two. I've always enjoyed Superman two because of uh, Zod and his, you know, his this that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, but going back to when it first came out mm-hmm. as a kid, uh, I I just I thought I I thought the idea of having Superman fight other Supermen was boring okay i I mean that was just my attitude then and i still kind of stick to that i was like you know superman's gonna fight uh people with the exact same powers oh well that that why we just have two guys box then uh no i i get that i i I do get that angle uh i really do um I, i i i don't disagree with it entirely it's but superman 2 is just one of those childhood films for me that yeah, I, I let a, I let a lot go. Well, um, that that's me with Superman three. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love Superman 3. You know, they, they did so many things right with this. Like, right from the get-go, getting rid of getting rid of Lois Lane. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just like, fucking I, sending her to Bermuda. Just, like, yeah. right out of the gate. It's like she's in the beginning of the film, and then you see her at the end of the film, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think everyone was just kind of tired of of Lois Lane. You gotta watch Clark chases chases tail for another film yeah right you know oh lois you know yeah that's right that's right so it's like right off the bat it's like oh they got you know they got something right even when i was a kid i never really found i never never found margot uh kidder just i i just never had a thing for her well i mean (laughs) plus and minuses i i think the big problem is when you're dealing with a romantic storyline in a in a comic book film right for that's that's obviously geared towards a younger audience it's boring they they don't really watch romance movies it's not you know that's for the adults right even in the 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 comic book and even the the fleischer cartoons superman lois lane was never really a thing they were just always she was just always competing uh just trying to be the uh the better writer silly dame silly dame Always, always cheating to beat Clark to the scoops. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She did in the in the Fleischer car- cartoon. She was always like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 Clark, can you get that for me?" Bam, she's gone with the yeah. lead. Yeah. It's like, oh, I guess I got to save your ass now. Now, you dumb bitch. Since we brought it up very quickly, I could swear, I could, and maybe you could back me up on this, but I could swear that in the Fleischer cartoon, there's one scene. Where she does that, and Kent Clark, he says, "Boss, don't you think that's a bit of a dangerous job for a woman?" Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and then wasn't that edited to to just don't you think that's a dangerous job, or don't you think that's kind of dangerous? And then they cut out for a woman. Yeah, but I believe like like yeah, I remember that. Like they they um yeah they they kind of shaved it at the end, but the, the original was oh yeah, it's for a woman. <laughs> 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 Don't you think it's a little dangerous? For now, a woman? now to be fair, there is a love interest in Superman three too, but at least it's a fresh one and not just more of oh gee, I can't tell her right. I like her. And I will say I do remember having a crush on Annette O'Toole back when I saw this film as a kid. Something I never had for. Let's keep your picadillos out of this. Um, <laughs> what can I say? You know, I mean, strawberry I, blondes do it for me too. I I, I thought that again my my big problem with Superman two and I know that's not what we're reviewing no, is everything felt kind of rehashed. It was like okay, so we're gonna bring back the whole romance thing again, good. Which in the first film was fine. It was played out perfectly. The first film, of course, was an origin story, so you're gonna have that kind of thing going. But in two, we got to bring it back again, right. and then oh, let's bring back more Krypton people. So, oh, everything was like oh, let's just bring back more of the same. Okay. So at least Superman three is like a a. a, a fresh breath can we also talk about what's going on in the beginning of the film right now about how metropolis needs to get its shit together (laughs) (laughs) well it's a city well no i know but i'm watching this last night and mayor actually watched most of it with me and she said she goes man metropolis sure does have a lot of stupid people and a lot of problems i go well and she's been to manhattan lately well i said the same thing i said you know it is a big city it's just kind of showing all like the little things that superman doesn't really have to worry about i Mm -hmm. said but these things do happen all the time now 
the opening, the opening credit sequence, the lengthy opening credit sequence, which thankfully isn't just uh, words with like smeared rainbows behind them for five minutes. Right. Thankfully. Although they did this weird thing with the lettering, you know. Uh, well, actually, you know, it was, it was interesting. Mare said, she uh, she goes, is that a ripoff of Star Wars, the way the letters were, were uh, crawling up? And I said, no, they kind of did that with the original Superman. Uh, it did. wasn't. Well, no, the the letters kind of animated in, you know. Yeah. But I said I don't think that's so much of a ripoff of Star Wars, uh, with the crawl. But the one, the weird thing that I that I did see that that they did with that is that the whole bottom half of the screen was blurry the entire time. The 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 let the, the letters were on the screen. Did you yeah, notice but, that? Well, yeah, well, that's because they didn't have the seamless computer graphics we have now. You know that that. They're filming that shit. It's like the, it's a whole different process. It mu- it must. Yeah, we're, I, we're, I guess so. But it was we're very so weird. Used to, yeah, we're used to like titles now that like like fade in and out of shadows and disappear and people walk by them and and like you know are like they're they're in, etched into the glass in the background. We're used to all that shit because we've had computer graphics for how many years now? But back then, it, you know, like that shit cost money. Although not even a year <laughs> later, how much did they spend on Supergirl's opening? credits that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying and, and those cost that much because they were they were you know they're filming this shit it's, it's a whole different ball game they didn't have computer graphics back then yeah and obviously because <laughs> look at look at the extent of the computers computer well, uh genius being utilized in a film about man, computers and just so <laughs> no i don't want to say but, so much i would say any, literally all of their computer lingo jargon but, was let me, wrong. Let me go back to what I was saying before right, I was I'm, interrupted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was saying the the opening sequence, the lengthy opening sequence, is, gets a lot of flack from a lot of people. Okay, it is uh, like it, six minutes long. It is personally one of my favorite opening sequences. <laughs> I, I really liked it too. It's right up there with the Watchmen opening sequence. It's it's right up there. I really... uh, credits opening credits opening credit sequence right Spe- specific uh i i just there's something very comic uh comic bookish about it and that's obviously what lester was going for it's like okay we're gonna, this is a comic book why don't we make it like a comic book why are we try to make it like a soap opera come on guys it's a there's comic a, book. there's actually a more there's a few times throughout this film that i felt that this film portrayed itself in a very comic book fashion i mean um, from from somebody who who's read dc comics in the 70s and 80s and uh you know yes this is what they were like this is what superman comic books were like yeah i mean you could just yes. see the still shots from from the film and then it be drawn to the page or vice versa it just really really portrayed itself that way and it did it very well yeah i mean uh, now the and that stuff gets the the attention that goes it was all so cartoon comic booky and richard pryor and this and everything so wacky uh but that kind of glosses over some of the serious subject matter you have in the film uh the evil superman being a major component of it for you and i love that for you and me sorry i can't wait Uh, to get to that part of the show right but (laughs) But the opening credit sequence—it's a lot of people look back at it now and say, "Yeah, this is why this film sucked." It's like, no, this is why this film was original at the time. It, it was kind of a bold move for him because—and again, they did have humor in the Superman films, but stepping out on such a on, on the beginning and just to kind of also not just stepping out in, in, in a in a humorous vein, 
Right. But also look how realistic, how look how dirty realistic it gets in the opening. The opening thing is it takes place in an unemployment line, with Richard Pryor being cut off. Yeah, with, just a which, bunch of ugly, nasty people, miserable people in a horrible situation. It's like, wow, this is like this isn't just like like the first one. Where, you know, oh, we robbed the bank and now we're on a yacht. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, now I'm broke because I can't find a job. It it also had that weird shot of him doing the yo-yo and the way the camera panned down and back yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. That was just such a weird camera shot. It's just mm-hmm. the way the the it must have it had like this weird kind of frame uh, frame rate work going on. Yeah, um, well, because because yeah, you got to move the camera up with it. I mean, right. that's that's a, and you you and I know just like from mechanics of it, that's not a, that's not just a casual thing. You got to no. <laughs> you you want that shot if you were gonna move a camera like that well because in 1982 the film, the film is shot it's a wide screen or a 235 it's a nice wide angled uh, shot film yeah back when we were watching this movie well, you know when you're dealing with television screens four three aspect ratios squares i guarantee you i'd have to find it but i guarantee you the camera doesn't pan up and down i bet it just you just see richard Pryor the whole time you don't even know what he's doing with that yo-yo yeah, and it's a it's a weird choice of a shot because you know some thought had to go into it. Yeah. Just to establish a yo-yo when a kind of a, a just a shot of the lower half would have been enough. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you didn't really need to do that. And I find just I, I find Richard Pryor's character very interesting. Yeah. Um, first of all, his name Gus Gorman. Which obviously you have the alliteration like Clark Kent, Lois Lane, all that shit. Yep. But they even bothered to give his full name as August Gorman. That's right. They do well because they they zoom in on his checks uh, when he robs. Uh, yeah. When well, he robs the company. Oh, and she, and the woman calls him August in the opening scene. Right. Uh, but for some reason that catches me a bit. It's like wow, it's interesting. And oh. the yo-yo thing. There's real no reason to have him have the yo-yo thing, and it can't be a build-up for the end where he slides down the wire on a yo-yo because he could have done it with a shirt. It's not. <laughs> it's not worth two hour, an hour and a half, two hours of setup yeah. just for that shot. Uh, I, I don't think that was what they had in mind. I love but, his, so. I love his computer programming skills. He just types what he wants to happen, <laughs> and right. it happens. All right. Let's like go. where he <laughs> says, like, like no one else could ever figure out that they could just write override all security. <laughs> that's all he typed override oh, no. all security and it's like he's the hacker of the year <laughs> all right all right we're all aware we we uh we did we reviewed tron at one point and and uh, we've talked about other films like this which only the came A's out a year prior so that's it's only a year removed they still right, they knew they didn't know any any kind of real that, computer shit that's that's what my sentence was going for that well, I was gonna—I I, I know—I was gonna elaborate on it. Even when they were doing the film *The Net* with Sandra Bullock, they still didn't know computers. Right, but what I was—what I was saying was the '80s is notorious for wanting to have computers in film, but not knowing anything about them at all. Right, and anything that would be factually accurate about computers in film would be horribly boring. Well, yeah, and unimpressive. Well, I mean, just the fact that the they're, they're, they they have satellites shooting laser beams at Earth. I, I, I mean, we don't have that. It, no, no. 
there's just so many so many times I'm watching this film like yeah that's not possible like you know you, even even with suspension of disbelief that's not possible there, there's funny um, I was reading um, some stuff online and one person was talking about the audio commentary on the special edition DVD which I do not own so I haven't heard the audio commentary on that and he and he mentioned that at one point like you, you kind of feel for the it wasn't um, it wasn't Lester. It wasn't Richard Lester, so I, I forget who it was. It was like somebody in the, um, I don't know if it was a screenwriter. I, w- I wish I had the name on me. Okay. Uh, maybe Jerry Siegel. I'm uh, no, not Jerry Siegel. That's stupid. Uh, I, I yeah. forget who the producer's not going to do anything. I, I, I want to look up the names on the audio commentary before I mention this. Um, but, but go ahead. What you were saying. That's all I had to say. God damn it. <laughs> no, I, I was... Well, I, well, okay, so I'll elaborate more on the computer stuff. So, you know, he it, just whatever he types, it just it happens. He doesn't realize that he's this co- you know, computer genius, which there's never a time in the film where you really actually believe that Richard Pryor could do any of the things that he's doing. Okay. At all. Right, and, and specifically for this point... It was Salkind, uh, one of the pr- executive producer, Ilya Salkind. Okay. Um, I, I, pro- I might be mispronouncing uh, Salkind's name there. Uh, but the, the person who was reviewing the audio commentary said Salkind kind of uh, lost a bit of credibility when he tried to defend uh, that a computer hacker could actually make the walk sign, the walk symbols fight each other on a sign. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, you lost me with that one. <laughs> First of all, it has to. <laughs> I, and of course, you, you know, know, I can't, what, I can't even, it, I can't even. All I gotta say is, go ahead. All I want to say is, leave it to an executive producer to to try to to excuse that right. bullshit. I mean, <laughs> it just it could happen. It, it could happen. Uh, no, it's just like, yeah, dude, yeah. If the signs can't do that already, it ain't happening. <laughs> what do you got? Little TVs uh, with with. You know, uh, with uh, already uh, animations that, that can be manipulated. No, <laughs> they're fucking street signs. <laughs> they can fight each other. My my favorite part of that whole thing, uh, and the drunk hacker. Of course, that's when all wackiness happens. That's why hackers don't drink. Um, my favorite part of the whole drunk hacker scene with Richard Pryor is is oh. the uh, spousal abuse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because of his his uh, his uh, machinations, both keys at the same time. <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? The spousal abuse. Well, yeah, because when he's doing the drunk hacking, and he, he all the credit card companies like put out these outrageous bills, so they oh cut, oh they the cut yeah the cutaways the cutaways yeah, yes. They cut the following morning, where the husband's reading the, the 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 gets the credit card bill, and he leans over and grabs a. Grapefruit. Grabs a, a grapefruit and just like squeezes it in his wife's face. It's like, yeah. It's a hundred and seventy six thousand dollar bill. <laughs> like, uh, I guess that isn't it funny when when husbands physically assault their wives for their misspending. It's hilarious. <laughs> he, he was fine until she spent a hundred and seventy six thousand. That was the line. Before then, it was just a it was a good talking to, which mm-hmm. never went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> It took one credit card bill to, to, uh, to go over the line, and you know a lot of the humor in the, in, in Superman three is that kind of simplistic, uh, you know. But again, it's hard to, it's hard to focus on this this point now 
with the films we have coming out now. Right. But back in the 80s, when they made these films, they were for kids. Oh, yeah. They, it was a kid's film. They didn't, yeah. you know, it was a family, I guess you'd call it, but they're geared towards kids. That's why this one, uh, in some ways, made so much more sense because it was so lighthearted. And it had yeah. a very simplistic, but I feel somewhat accurate view of, say, bill- millionaires, billionaires uh, fucking over the country and anybody they can yeah. just to make money. And the Gee, film. What does that remind you of, Joey? Yeah, uh, well, I, <laughs> let, let, let me think. Um, but the film goes a little dark in some spots, too. Which oh, is very, really, but that and that I think that's why everyone loves this film too because and also that that was also true of comics in the eighties too, because it's like I don't know, you you really have to just read comic books to understand them. Right. This this film was a true representation of what was happening in comics because they did have dark stuff, but they also had silly stuff because yeah. you know they're comics. And depending on what comic you read and like which who what author was writing the comic, you could get dark or you could get silly. Sure. You know, sometimes it swayed one way or the other. Uh, Superman with DC Comics presents that kind of stuff. I mean, one of my favorite comic book characters ever, Ambush Bug, came out of Superman, and that's a very silly character. <laughs> you know, there there is silliness there, but right. at the same time, you do have this uh, just these serious themes that they did try to tackle now and then. Marvel became more famous for it because they like, oh, we had the first superhero on welfare, or the first superhero, you know, that had to, had a girlfriend that had to pay the rent. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Great. Sp- Sp- oh, good. Spider Man paid the rent. I'm I'm so fucking thrilled. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. But I mean, I, and I, I think you and I are both trying to avoid talking about the thing we want to talk about because it's yeah, so awesome. Well, and be- we spend too much. Time talking about it so we're kind of pushing that aside i know we're just kind of just going through the motions to get all these the the points that we think we need to get to before we get to the junkyard fight (laughs) but i mean which my childhood revolved around this junkyard fight i hold this scene i hold that scene so high you know it's like i'll be watching something else and it's just the back of my mind i'll be joking to myself but it's like not as good as the junkyard scene in superman 3 (laughs) <laughs> like I, I do that all the time it's like now, it, it mean, ain't no junkyard scene in superman 3 th- there are some there are some now like lex Luthor was a villain in part one and part two and, th- th- and this is like the only like the almost the only superman without a lex Luthor. you know what i was going to mention that if i remember and i'm glad you brought it up you're right uh it and i think because one of the only film because man of steel didn't have one either it's the only two supermans that films ever made that have not had a lex Luthor. and you know what both good supermans thank you yes <laughs> now and i was thinking of a parallel too uh cause, now remember when we were reviewing the um the uh super death superman documentary right you mentioned that uh man of steel has the polar bears in there that, that you, you felt was kind of a fuck you to uh John the producer Peters. yeah oh can i mention uh, something super quick yeah do, do you remember when they're back at the high school because it just popped up on the screen and this is why i don't want to go to a slideshow if we don't have to because of little things like that that just pop up that you know kind of spark my memory the scene where they're all dancing and then they have the crotch shot of the dj yeah what the (laughs) fuck was was that that? (laughs) it was funny holly walked in while i was re-watching this and uh it was during the like the end scene when they were showing the stuff on the wall it's like why do they have such a big picture of clark kent up there such a nobody it's like he knows superman (laughs) <laughs> yeah. that's why it's like 
Well, no, they don't know. He's, no, no, no. He knows Superman. He works at the. He's interviewed him. He, he's right. He, he's that's the big from thing. Metropolis. Hey, can you tell Superman. That's the only reason his face is up there because he knows Superman. Right. That's why everyone ignores him. That's right because you know he works. He lives in Metropolis. He's to them. He's made it. But at the same time, I, you know what? At the end of Superman two, and I know this was kind of tacked on uh, at the end uh, by Lester, I, I, I believe. Right. The um the whole thing where he hypnotizes Lois at the end. No, that was the end of the second one. But that wasn't what he originally planned. No, no I'm just saying the second one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But because Lester finished the second one. That's right. Donner started it. Got it. Right. Donner's original ending was him turning the Earth backwards again. Yeah. Uh, and and you know what? Warner Brothers is like, listen. You can't fucking do that twice. What's wrong with you? Uh, even I'm like, yeah, come on. Uh, but th- when he does that to her, when he hypnotizes her into like forgetting about him, right? it adds a neat dimension to the whole Clark Kent character. Because I'm watching this film, uh, part three again, and the whole thing where everybody's like, you know, like Perry White's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, I'm, all right, I'm leaving now. It says, uh, what's the next number? Like, no one cares he's leaving. At the, at the, um, only one person, only two people actually recognize him or talk to him, except like the old person. Everyone just kind of blows him off. It's it's more than just a persona. It's almost like he's using a psychic kind of trick, like a like a Jedi mind trick, right. to be. He's it's like an invisibility cloak he has on himself. Absolutely, it's part of it. Where like yeah yeah yeah, you don't know me, and like he plays the part of it, but part of it's intentional. Yeah. And I like I like the idea, and they don't focus on this is just me making shit up they don't focus on it at all but for me it really kind of shows like but out of all of this like he refuses he still needs a connection so even though he's given up on lois he's like well here's this high school girl i liked you know so he like he like he's like he drops the veil on her oh you notice me now exactly uh no I, that is something i noticed as well i mean even when he's in the bowling alley with the kid he's like he he just bumps into the cigarette uh, the ashtray, and he's getting it all over his hands, his face, and he uses that so that the kid can get a, a strike that you know destroys every pin that's right. there. I, but he's playing it off. He's like, "But I'm a klutz, you know. It's what I do." Yeah. Now you can say Superman doesn't have psychic powers, but part two, he does it, so it's part of the mythos. There. Did you ever see the robot chicken uh, thing that they did with that? I'm not sure. I saw a lot of them when it was on. Okay, so they they did a robot chicken where Superman kisses Lois and she forgets, and he goes, "Hmm, I think I might be onto something here." So he just starts <laughs> kissing like Zod and Luther and like all these other villains, like Doomsday, and then by the end of it, they're all in love with him. He goes, "I think I've went too far," <laughs> or something like that. Uh, it, it was actually very funny. I was like, oh, that's, but, a, "That's actually very brilliant." So, but so what I was getting at with, uh, with uh, John Peters and uh, polar bears. Yeah, John Peter's Polar, and, and that's cool. Um, another thing that occurred to me watching this was one of the problems I had with two, right. and a problem I kind of had with three, not a major problem, but it just seems weird, is that two and three, they had to throw in these little revenge things at the end. So where two, when he goes back to the, 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 the truck right. stop and, and like fucks up the guy that beat him up as Clark Kent when he didn't have any powers, right. I was like... Uh, you know, that's a weird message to send kids. Yeah. All right? Now, in, in, in three, they do... Now, and, they, now, and I'm like, I got a whole thing for this. Bear me one minute. Damn so in man. three, they do the same thing at the end with uh, with um, uh, uh, Brad. Right. Where he fucks him up at the, at the end, uh, which is really mean-spirited. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brad. Brad's already on the down and out. I don't know why I have to do this shit. But, uh, and again, it goes against the kind of 
Clark Kent persona. On the other hand, it does show the human side of the character, and Man of Steel did the same thing in the introduction of his character in the beginning of the film with the truck guy who gives him all the shit, and then he goes out and like plunges telephone poles through his truck. Well, yeah, that is... Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I mean, that's something Man of Steel took from, admittedly, Donner's film, but this, but this one as well, and I, I, I so I'm just going to say he took it from this one. <laughs> can, can I can I also mention since you brought it up that the yeah. whole truck stop scene uh, with him getting his ass kicked and then going back, I I always hated those two scenes. And oh, I love them. No, I'll tell you why I hated them because Clark Kent, without his powers, is a complete and utter pussy. Or Superman yeah. without his powers is a complete and utter, utter pussy. Uh-huh. I I have a hard time believing that even as Superman, if you lost your power, that you wouldn't at least try to do some of the things that you could do when you had all those powers. Beating up another person, he got his ass handed to him. He, he had no shot at winning that fight in the movie. He's six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds. A guy that beats him up is is like maybe five ten, two hundred and twenty pounds. So it just I have a real problem with Clark or Superman or Clark. He's Clark Kent, I guess, at that point. Well, here's the thing Being though, if you want that much want, that much of a pussy. If you want to take a psychological construct of that and look at pardon me, and look at the fact that um, he's living two distinct personas, right. and when one is removed from the mix, um, it's a disassociative issue there. Where like, like I find like he's he's married to Clark. He's played Clark Kent right. for so now. For oh, excuse me, he's played Clark Kent for so long. Say that five times fast. He, um, <laughs> he's now married to it, and so he's in that persona, and that persona is the persona that would like like if Clark Kent if he was still Clark Kent. Let's put it this way. If he was the Clark Kent that didn't have powers, yeah, uh, that that did, that still had powers of Superman in that scene, what would he have done? Would he have beat the guy up? No, that's that's totally against Clark Kent. Well, no, because well, he, he, he know because he he would have known he could have won the fight easily, so he would have taken a different direction. That, that, the fight. That's the thing. So who's to say he wouldn't do the same thing if he also had the powers? But yeah, we're well, talking two, and we're we're not focusing on no. Three. But he does try in that scene. Yeah, and, and he fails miserably. It's like nothing well, he could do. Also, also, he's not used to fighting at that strength strength level. He might be. He may be able to. I don't know. To I, I, maybe maybe argue. if his maybe if his opponent didn't look like he just had three cheeseburgers, <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it. I don't know. The guy sits in a truck thirty hours uh, at a clip, and he can beat up soup. Okay. I, I, I'm right, sorry. I, I just right. I'm not buying it either. All right, now bear with me a, a second here. I haven't watched Superman. I haven't rewatched Superman two in a while. Yeah. But in my head, the guy that beats him up in Superman two looks exactly like the the, the guy at the truck stop in um, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> He's not that big. No, but I mean like the same face and the hat and everything. It's like I, I, in my head, if that's the guy. That beats um, Superman, it's the guy's like, yeah, right here. Not no, not necessarily. I, I'm just saying in my head because I haven't seen it. In your head, yeah, but not necessarily. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not arguing the point. I I, I I know, <laughs> I know where you're going with it. I'm saying that's what's in. All I can see is that. I'm guy. saying you're wrong. 
and really, and, and actually, Jim Carrey in um, in uh, Dumb and Dumber in that scene is kind of dressed like Clark Kent is, I think, in that scene. Am they're I about, right? They're about the same height. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they should have got Jim Carrey to play Superman. Oh uh, wow. Okay. Hey, that'd be interesting. <laughs> hey now, but yes, we're not hey, talking about Superman. Couldn't have done so. worse than the Riddler. <laughs> Yeah, you know, at one point, people, uh, a lot of people felt that that was the best film in the Batman series. Now, who? Who? I'll tell you exactly who said it. Who? Gerard said it. Ah, I'm going to have a stern word with that young man, because (laughs) that is a lot of shit. He said, uh, he goes, you know, it's the best one uh, out of all the Batman films. I'm like... (laughs) No. Like, no. Lupita. No. No. Nothing. I, I, honestly, actually, I mean, I, it's it's really rough to say, but Jim Carrey's performance as the Riddler is probably the best part of that film. <laughs> it keeps you in it. <laughs> but that doesn't. But that doesn't equate. No. No. <laughs> but really, it's a it's a it's a hard slide after the first one, so it's kind of debatable. At that well, point. Uh, true. Like, true. Which one do you after the first one? Which one do you defend? Yeah, it, it just. Oof. Oh, I mean, can can and, you can you separate them? Okay, Burton did these, but Schumacher did those, and it's the best of the Schumacher ones. It's like, well, there's it, no such thing as the best of the Schumacher ones. Well, there's I mean, no such thing. Batman Forever is better than Batman and Robin. No. Yes. It may hurt less. It may hurting less and being better are two different things. Let's not ba- let's not bandy the word better around willy nilly like it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, okay. If if you if you right, if you sat me down the- and said you have to watch one of those two, I'm going Batman Forever right. every time. Let's let's put it this way: out of the Superman films, yeah, yes, I have no problem saying the first one is the best. Out of all of them, out of all the Superman. Oh no! All right, I'm saying this. Right, we're this- not we're not counting post. Superman no, we're talking 4. Superman through Superman Quest for Peace. Yeah, no, I have no problem with that either. Yeah, I mean, that is really the best one. It really is. I mean, right. uh, uh, now, cinematically, reason, cinematically, always, just everything about it is is b- the best in the series. Now, I will, I, will be, I will be on record saying repeatedly that Superman 3 is the best one, but that's because it's my favorite one. It is my favorite one, too. And I think it goes out on a limb with a lot of things. There's so many things. There's so many. There really yeah. is. There's so many now, things that I like a lot about this third film. Yeah, I mean, Richard Pryor being in it is a huge. By the way, have you ever? Uh, I was doing image searches to get the movie posters. The Spanish movie posters, ten times better than the American movie poster. I haven't seen any of those. What do they look I, like? I will post them on the uh, Facebook page. Please. Did you see what? Did you see the picture I posted today? And the Tumblr. Uh, no, I did not. Oh really? You should go look at it on Facebook. I'll take a look at that. Yeah. But uh, no, um, like, but they're they're because ours, the American one is like Richard Pry- Richard Pryor being carried by Superman. Ha ha! In <laughs> in in both of the uh, Spanish ones I saw, and I'm assuming they're Spanish because I couldn't understand the, the language. Right. So I'm just assuming they're Spanish. Uh, they might be Italian. Who knows? But uh, in both of these other foreign posters, Superman's like attacking Richard Pryor. Oh god, really? <laughs> Richard Pryor's like, ah, one of them shows a supercomputer and the other one shows like Richard Pryor in this room built up, made of nothing of like banks and computer banks and then Superman's like bursting through it and Richard Pryor's like, oh! <laughs> Ours is just, hey, he's carrying Richard. Yeah, That's right. It? Which, yes, yeah, the end of the movie. It's it, like, it's, they're now, buddies. It's, 
the the choice to, to put Richard Pryor in the third Superman alone is a weird choice. It's bold. It really is. Because, first of all, Richard Pryor, as this kind of hapless middleman, overshadows your main villain. Who's uh, uh, Richard Vaughn? Richard, Robert Vaughn, excuse me. Robert Vaughn. Who plays as, uh, Jerry uh, Ross? Ross? Jerry Ross? Ross Webster. Ross Webster, that's right. Ross Webster. Or as I like to call him, Donald Trump. <laughs> and and I, 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 I really... I He's going to ruin my oil it. scheme. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I, I couldn't think of a way to phrase it uh, concisely yet because I didn't put a lot of time into it. But like that shot of Superman drinking at the bar. Oh, yeah. All I could think of was like, this is this is the reaction to a Trump, a Trump, a Trump presidency. That's it. <laughs> what, what, oh, that God. Would, it's like 30 it, years uh, predicted 30 years it, later. Yeah, right. Well, what's the worst thing that could happen? Oh, fuck this. <laughs> Oh, we don't want me to save you. I don't do that kind of thing anymore. Flick these beer nuts like bullets. <laughs> <laughs> right at the well, bar. All right. So let me double back. Again, no one's going to trust that jerk again. <laughs> <laughs> let me double back and, and de again, defending this film as far as people saying, oh, it was too goofy, too wacky. Talk about bringing stuff out of the comic books. Finally, something besides Lex Luthor out of the comic books, right. even though they didn't use red kryptonite. That's basically what Red Kryptonite was. It was the random effect generator. You know, of, okay. You know what was funny last night? Because uh, Mare vaguely knows uh, about Superman three, and I told her, and I don't know why I thought this. I've seen this movie a thousand times. I said, "Oh yeah, uh, Richard Pryor. He's gonna send a satellite into space to go find out the elements of uh, of Red Kryptonite." I actually said he's gonna, you know, and they're gonna create Red Kryptonite, and then it comes out. She goes, oh, this is the compound you asked for, and it's green. I'm like, I could have sworn this thing was red. You know why? Because we keep talking about red kryptonite, because that's really that's the effects it is. It's an unknown effect. Uh, it, it, red kryptonite was a random effect. You never knew what it would do. It was like, it was like the, the exactly. comic book writer's wild card. Whatever exactly. you want to do, just throw some red kryptonite in there and fuck around with it. The, in the Ambush Bug issue, uh, Ambush Bug and Superman, Ambush Bug found red kryptonite and made him a, a gift of it, and when he gave it to him, they swapped bodies. That's right. And hilarity ensued. Hilarity so, ensued. that right out of the comic books. Yep. You know, it, enough. Jimmy, enough so you could say it's not, but it really is. Right. It's like, the, and and if you want to talk about comedic effect, when Richard Pryor is getting uh, the percentage of all these elements that are in this kryptonite, and then the last one is unknown, and he's got a pack of cigarettes, and he says, "Oh, tar." He goes, "Well," he said, uh, "If it don't work, we can smoke it." <laughs> I just thought that was funny. He's like, we could just well, you, we could smoke it. And may maybe that was an inspired choice of Richard Pryor, because putting Richard Pryor in the film, at least like you went into the Superman saying, okay, we know we're in for comedy. We know we're in for like humor. <laughs> we know we're in for silliness. So it wasn't such a uh, such a um, uh, shock. It's a different word I was looking for. It wasn't such a shock for people going into it. It was like, oh, this Superman doesn't have dark brooding and, and like, you know, all this other wacky stuff. It's a bit lighter, but it's Richard Pryor mixed into it. So you're like, oh well, it's Richard Pryor. Right. So it, he's almost like the sugar pill. He's like, he's like the spoonful of sugar that helps it go down. To, All right, we're changing pace, people now. But be calm, relax. Here's Richard Pryor. He's going to show us how. Uh, you know, and even that opening, I think that was that was supposed to send a clear message. It's like, okay, we're not just doing. Yeah, all right, yeah, we have penguins on fire in Pratt Falls. You know why? Because this is a different <laughs> tone. This, this is a different tone. 
And you had to set the tone. And even though the film doesn't maintain that tone, right? It goes dark. It does go dark. But but you had to prepare the audience for that tone shift because the first film was very straightforward, very realistic to an extent. Yeah. And part two was comic bookish, but comic bookish to this really serious, you know, serious comic bookish. Right, exactly. Zod is serious comic book. Says, yeah, I, <laughs> you will kneel before Zod. Zod! You, know. <laughs> you will kneel before me, Jarrell. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's and then Lex, Lex Luthor taking the snowmobile. Oh, I found, I found the Fortress of Solitude. He said, "Fuck you!" It, it say, "Oh, where's the bathroom?" Really? <laughs> really? You'll, 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 see, you'll only see that in the Donner cut, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So you really had to prepare people for that shift. Now, part four. All bets are off. It's just fucked. Four. Let's not even go there. No, Let's not you, even go there. Part four is too easy. It's just too easy. I can't even challenge you to part four. It's too easy. <laughs> I can't do it. I have something else in mind. Uh, um, now, I have to share the story real quickly because we brought it up. And, and I promise uh, this is a very short story. Okay. Um, is that... Uh, I forget which. I think it was Mark Rosenthal. I could be wrong. I'm okay. pretty sure it was Mark. If, if I'm if I am incorrect, I will apologize to Mark Rosenthal. But I'm pretty sure it was him. Uh, a, a co-writer, a, a friend, and I uh, had a screenplay uh, in a contest that uh, it wasn't one of the top five finalists. And it was like a pitch contest. So like you you have to pitch the screenplay. So you, you, the screenplay did it wasn't a contest for screenplay. It was a contest for pitching a screenplay. That's how fucked the screenwriting market is in. If you want to get into it, just kill yourself. Trust me, it's not fucking worth it. But so we we went. It was actually in the city, and they had a panel that was judging it. And one of the panel, I'm I'm pretty sure it was Mark Rosenthal, and the fucker comes out. He's got a he's got the white scarf on. It's like really. Uh. Kind of like the way uh, Clark Kent is wearing his Smallville sweater around his neck. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's really, just, dude. He's a and, and just uh, and, and and it couldn't even he couldn't be more white when he says "Ooh, pate." <laughs> now I did not have any direct contact with Mark Rosenthal. My co-writing partner did, who's who will remain nameless because I don't want to slander him. Okay. I, I I'm not sure what part of the industry he's working in right now, okay. but um, during his introduction, the list that they they give. Is like he was the writer of blah 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 and Superman four, and I'm I'm in the audience because because my co-writer he's doing the presentation because right. he's more uh, polished than I am, and he's it's also a good thing because I laughed, <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't want to be up there in front of them when he said that because all I can think of is these things that they're saying that's written by the guy. These guys just don't make this shit up. They bring it. so this guy actually wants to be. Once has, he he actually put Superman four on his writing credentials, <laughs> and during well. one of the talks, uh, he actually mentions he wrote on Superman four. It's like, dude, you've already lost. I have no no respect for you whatsoever because you're admi- not only admitting it, but not with like, sorry. He is trying to yeah. say, you know what? That's it's the my script was better than what you saw on screen. I, but that's probably that, what he was trying to defend. No, no, he, he never, he didn't, he never broached. I'm saying he never approached it as a defense or as an apology. It was just, yeah, I wrote Superman four. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was it. I was like, dude, the follow up is, and and I regret it. 
you know, or and yeah, I was working through some stuff, or and it was eighteen people on the fucking thing. Please don't blame me. Yeah. It was just yeah, I wrote Superman four. I wrote so, it. Yeah, it's like you, you are such a hack. I didn't even want to. It's like I've lost all respect, and I not lost all respect. I have no respect for you as a. As a writer. <laughs> I wrote Superman four. I'm kind of happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. But that'll be stuck in my head forever because just like the look, just like when he came out like with the the scarf and overs, like yeah. And you wrote Superman four. You're not a fucking artist, dude. <laughs> just fucking tone it down a bit. Yeah, you're in Philly at a at a, at a script co- at a script uh, festival. Right. That means you're not working right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, Superman four. If it, anybody that like says Superman three is not a good film, just watch Superman four, then double back and say, hey, they had good moments. That's right. <laughs> and I, I think, and I think you could you could actually divide Superman three into two specific types of scenes. There's the okay, this is what's expected scene, and okay, this is what we're gonna do scene. Right. Yes. Exactly. Uh, um, so like the whole fire sequence. Oh, like when he's in town before the yeah, when, uh, when they, the, the, yeah, the, the chemical plant. Yeah, the chemical plant before uh, before if it gets too hot. I think he said 180 degrees, which you know what ain't that fucking hot. It's hot. I, no, it's hot. It's hot. My it's water really boiler hot. can can get my shower to 180 degrees. Ain't yeah, that fucking hot? Right. Well, that, that's why it was even that much more of a problem with those chemicals. <laughs> All I'm I, saying is. That town should be a fucking crater. <laughs> There's no reason why that town should still exist. If, if, if it could, if 180 degrees was the fu- holy fuck point. <laughs> now, I want to go on record as, as defending um, uh, Lester, Richard Lester. Richard Lester, there, okay. I, there are like little, little things in the film that like, Maybe you don't notice right away or like remember, but then rewatching the film, like during that scene when Superman and, and Jimmy Olsen get, jump off the bus and Jimmy crouches them behind a cop car, he's like, Yeah, I'm going to get in there and get some pictures. And when they do the long shot, they're crouched next to the car and the cop directing traffic is like standing there looking down at them. Yeah. <laughs> While they're crouched behind the car and like no attention is brought to it. But like, dude, you're right here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. It was, kind of, it was and, funny. But, but but what I mean, but it's like, it's not like there was no, like, close-up on the cop's face. What are these guys doing here? And the, It was just, all right, in the background, you're doing this. There was a subtlety to that that I thought was refreshing. Definitely. No, That's I agree. All. Absolutely. There's shots like that throughout the film. I mean, there's... And also, tell me that, super, that Christopher Reeves... Uh, Reeve. Whatever. Did not work harder in this film than he did the other two. If you just look at the junkyard scene alone, just just, just the evil Superman scenes, just the evil Superman scenes, the junkyard scene, the photo that I posted is the shot where it's like we need to start talking about the junkyard scene. Well, hold on, the, hold on. The, we'll get to it, but I, no, no, I do. But here, I want to, I want to just broach this because I'm still upset about all these people that that bitch and moan about Man of Steel. Right. I would say for all the people that complain that, hey, Superman killed a guy in Man of Steel. It's like, yeah. Do you remember when he when he like nailed the broad oh. after terrorizing a, the the town in Superman three? Right. Because I hope you don't expect me to save you because I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, her. there's this oil tanker, 
That's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, forget killing a guy. He he performs a terroristic act for sex. Yeah. And then she he finds her, and then he just kind of lays on top of her, and it fades to black, but he's like, you know, he just he, super fucked her. He sexed her. He sexed her. Yes. I mean, the, the fact that <laughs> her vagina still exists is a miracle in itself. <laughs> We quashed one theory there. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked the ever-loving shit out of her, probably literally. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this looks like a crime scene, uh, but I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll catch you later, babe. <laughs> uh, I'll catch you later. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, uh, yeah, I'll call you. Don't worry. I, I tried to say this earlier, but we keep getting sidetracked. But I was going to say briefly, yeah. there, there are three themes in the Superman film. Yes. Uh, the, the, main, the, 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 the general theme, the, let's say the, the, the age-appropriate theme, is the uh, going, going back home, uh, like tracing back your roots, that, the past, Smallville, that kind of thing. Right. All right, that's your main, that's part of the love story. Sure. Se- second theme is um, fear of the computer age. Yep. Very strong theme of the film, obviously. This is a giant computer actually fights Superman at the end. Again, thankfully, not fucking a Krypton, Kryptonian, and not fucking fucking part of Lex Luthor's scheme. First time in cinematic history. Yeah. Let's mark that down. So uh, the the whole anti-computer thing, which I, I, you know, is part of the time. You know, Tron, War Games, what have you. Uh, um, what's, the, what's the other one we still have to review? Uh, um... Uh, the one with the dating, computer and dating. Uh, my computer. Uh, Wait. Uh, the, the guy that's like dating. Uh, Electric Dreams. Oh, Electric Dreams. Yes, that, that's got in the future. Actually, if you don't challenge me to that, I'm going to be at this. You, you know what? You know what's interesting? I didn't think of Electric Dreams, but t- two films that were just mentioned recently are the ones that I'm going back and forth with as a challenge. But you know what? Now that you've introduced Electric Dreams, but I oh, there's also another film. There's also another. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know the films that I'm thinking, and I'm gonna let you pick. Okay. Okay, because they're all computer related. I, I matter of fact, I'm gonna write them down before I forget them. I don't know if it's the joy or the gin, but I'm like crying here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what was I getting at? The, the themes, the two themes. Three themes, and then the third theme, of course, is that the thing about like the dark side. Yeah. Now, and that's an, that's Richard Pryor and Superman and Rick Christopher Reeve character, because Richard Pryor is is drawn to the dark side, uh, or you know, or the you know the the evil corporate side, right? Um, which isn't even a theme; it's just a fucking reality. Uh, and it's like the, the you know what what are you willing to do? And then with Superman, it's being drawn into that dark side unwittingly. Now, technically, Richard Pryor's character and Christopher Reeve's character are both drawn in by the same guy. The difference is, uh, Richard Pryor, uh, Gus, is Gus is tempted, uh, but Superman is dragged into it. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely dragged into it. And you want if you want to take a really like technical, if you want to oh. like break it down into like a psychological thing, it's almost the difference between between uh, like selling your soul to Satan and being duped into selling your soul to Satan. 
here's the scene where the 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 walk don't walk guys beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> and I would, you know, and I I defend that on the level of that's the silly part. Right. Leave it in. It's funny. But don't don't try to don't don't like no. say, well, you know that you actually could do that if you were a drunk hacker. It's like oh. yeah, yeah, no, you can't actually because <laughs> uh, you, you just fucking can't. Can't don't even don't even ver- don't even like dignify it with an argument. Just say, you can't do that. <sighs> yeah, you know you know what other the only other scene that the only other scene I compare to that scene that whole montage of the oh let's look what happened when the drunk hacker is the the the, the montage in uh, Weird Science when they make the girl. And like the dogs right. on the ceiling. Right, right, right. Yeah, like, right. Because I, I, actually, I, I, I'm that's not, more I'm that's not, more believable because it's like there's a portal that's been opened. Right, but but like, I always I always get the mixed up in my head where like if I'm not careful, I think that the dog on the ceiling is in Superman three. Because <laughs> they're so it's like the 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 energy of those montages is such so similar. Yes. Uh, but you know, but in. Also, technically, Superman three is kind of like an "I Hate You" New York film, because part one and two yeah. they they always kind of play the city up as they yeah, there's some dark stuff here, but it's still our city. And part three is like, yeah, the city's lost control. Like you said, this, this city's a mess. <laughs> it's there's just... penguins, there's open pits. What the hell's going on here? That's right. You got it's blind just, people walking without their dog. What the? Hell? How safe is this place? Yeah. That's right. Drives over a fire hydrant, almost drowns. Yet, yet, well, you, know, well, you know what was funny with that? Okay, as he uh, just to, to, to go back to that scene real quick. He, he drives over the fire hydrant. First of all, I don't know how the water is getting in faster than it's escaping because there's obviously a giant hole in the bottom of the car. There's that. So, But then, two, I told Mayor, I lean over to her, I go, that car doesn't have power windows. He could just crank a window down. <laughs> I said, there's no reason why the window would be stuck at the, all. The biggest mystery to me is how Ed Koch wasn't in Superman 3. Because <laughs> he was the mayor during during the making of this film. How am I doing? Yeah, how am I doing? <laughs> I, now, I know it's Metropolis and not New York, but still, well, yeah. come on, guys. You know, just let's put two and two together here. Exactly. Uh, uh, and, and then, of course, the sunroof. It's like, you can't kick that sunroof out <laughs> yourself? Come on, yeah, Superman, dude. Yeah, that's the sad part, too. Superman flies out. I'll take care of this. Like, rips. Uh, the guy next to you could have done that. The <laughs> it's like, obviously, it was made out of rubber. I thought you were going to, like, suck the water out the tailpipe or, like, lift the car up and spin it around like a salad shooter. You know, what the... <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Or maybe push the car off the hydrant and let the water drain out. <laughs> that that could have worked, too. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I defend this film on a lot of levels like that. But but I, I know we want to go to it. <clears throat> yes, yes, we do. The dark. Now, also, can can I also say that that the dark dark Superman also combines with my favorite part of of angering Joey over Italian uh, stereotypes. <laughs> so, you know what? In a, in a in a large way, Superman enjoyed that too. Did you see that fucking <laughs> smile on his face as he's oh, pushing yeah. it back into place? <laughs> we're we're obviously talking about the scene, uh, uh, the leaning tower of Pisa. But Superman, he's pushing it. He, you see him fly into the scene, no, and no, the no, guy no. is like, ah, la, 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 la. okay, you know. But, I want to go to I want to go to Paris on vacation and find that guy. Right. 
So it's like, you know, it's like he's just like, hey, uh, hey, Mario, you know, this is the leading town of Pisa. Look at this. We made this. We're going to make it a money. It's going to be wonderful. And then Superman flies in and he straightens the leaning tower of Pisa. But the face that Superman has, that fucking smile that he has, is just so fucking good. He just is like, he's like, yeah, this guy. I'm just, it's like he just shit in his cereal. He's like, I just shit in your cereal. Uh, here's a fucking spoon. And then, and then, mockingly waves. He's like, hi, goodbye. You know, hey, I'm Superman. But, but the best part, but from the I know this pisses Joey off part, is like the guy doesn't even speak Italian. They didn't, they couldn't even bother. Like, should we write him Italian lines? No, just have him go, hey, uh. Hey, uh, for my, for my Joe. <laughs> He just says the same words. He's actually saying the same words over and over again. He's like, hey, uh, fa la 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 molaggio. Hey, hey. And then he like, you know, he just asks, uh, he asks for the broom. <laughs> well, that's later. That's when uh, when Superman is good again and he leans the tower. He's like, hey, Mario, the, hey, the broom. <laughs> and he goes, grazie. And then he just like destroys his, because uh, he fixed it. They're, they're straight now. I want. I want to believe that the script says vendor grunts in Italian. <laughs> yeah, he probably told the guy to wing it. <laughs> you know, you're Italian. Do Italian stuff. Yeah, just just say a few words over and over and kind of mumble them a little bit, and it'll be fine. <laughs> oh my God! So yeah, well, Superman. He because this is after he gets the green kryptonite with the tar. Um, the, the last element being tar that Richard Pryor, uh, Gus, puts in there. Well, the unknown element. That the he unknown replaces, element. Yeah. yeah. So he replaces it with that. He gives it to Superman. Superman doesn't feel the effects immediately. It's only after he gets to, to Lana Lang's house where he almost pretty much just fucking date rapes her <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> yeah, right. oh, I, yeah. There's a problem there. Shouldn't you go? I always get there on time. I, I always get there on time. And he just pretty much is just like, uh, listen, just, where's your bedroom? It's over there? Let's go over there. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much uh, it's pretty much where that scene was going. Well, you know what? If, um, if, uh... And how unappreciative... had happened, yeah. yeah, it'd be a whole totally different film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how unappreciative... How un even though he gets there late, he goes, what could I do? He's like, nothing now. <laughs> Wish he got here a minute ago. It's like, you ungrateful fucks. By He's way, literally everywhere all the time. <laughs> I have to bring this up because I'm I'm looking at it while we're talking. The the uh, vendor at Pisa, yeah, is John Bluthall. That's the name of the actor. <laughs> he's so Jewish. But um, I don't know if he's Jewish. Bluthall? Yeah, that's Jewish. Okay. Um, but the reason he's in that film, yeah, because he was also in, um. Oh, we're, uh, he was also in some of the uh, the uh, the Knack film and Help, directed by Lester. Yes. Oh, okay. Actually, Lester, Lester became a thing from the Beatles films. He did uh, Hard Day's Night, then oh, he wow. did the Knack film. Oh, he also that. did a funny thing happened on the way to the Forum. Who guess who's in it? Oh, here's here's He's Richard. Tall. Oh, really? Here's Richard yeah. Pryor falling off a you know eighty story building and living. <laughs> But that, again, it seems just so fun. It is fun because he ends up on the street and he's just like, <laughs> he just kind of makes that you know. <laughs> and, and I thought I thought Lester and I, I really I, I defend Lester and I, I'm not a big fan of defending directors, 
uh, especially ones that seem to have made their name in uh, music films, which is like, okay, you did a Hard Day's Night, so you filmed the Beatles running for two hours. Okay, that, that's right. I mean, they all did. Right. They, they did all the hard work. And I'm actually a Beatles fan to an extent too, so I I'm not the, shitting I, on that. I love the but, Beatles, uh, but give him credit. Yeah, he was. He was. He was throwing all this wacky stuff at us. But then, don't forget the darker tones we have. We have a, a millionaire that's actually like manipulating events to like screw over entire countries for a profit. You've got Superman not only going dark, but eventually like fighting and killing himself. You've got the supercomputer that turns the millionaire's sister into a robot. Talk about th- now. There, right there, is a scene that scarred me for life as a child. <laughs> yeah. And I remember you and I had that conversation a while we ago because I had a copy of Superman three at that point, and like it didn't have the thing with like the eyeball with the wire going into it. And, like I swear I saw that. Well, and I, I had to go online and find that. You're right. Uh, we were still doing. We were we were doing this show, and you had brought you brought it up on the show, and you said, "Isn't there a scene?" And when she becomes this robot, there's like a needle or a pin or a wire, and it goes right into the bottom of her eye. Yeah, and I was like, ah, you know, I don't know, but it's it sounds and on the familiar. Copy we had then, yeah, the copy we had then, it wasn't there. I had to go it was, online. For it was cropped. It was cropped, right? right? Or it was, was cut? See, no, it, was it, cut. it was cut. Yeah, it's cut. But but then like uh, the director's cut, which is what we have now. Really? Someone's calling me. I, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, but now the director's cut, which everybody has now. Or the special edition, it's in there. It's like, yeah, I told you I wasn't fucking imagining things. I was right. scarred from that. Thank you. <laughs> Superman 1 and 3 both scarred me. Thank you. Fuckers. Fuckers. Uh, all right. Uh, but yeah, so, I'm sorry. You uh, you take the lead into the... Are we at that point? Go ahead. Are we at that point? Hold on. But before we get to that point... Yeah. Let's revel in the other... Like We talked about hit Superman banging the chick. Yes. We talked about the pizza. Which, again, the bar I, I, scene? I, I, we should talk about the bar scene. The bar scene, which is, you know, when you do a Google search for Superman 3, that's one of the scenes that comes up the most. Oh, him at the bar pouring the, the fucking yeah. whiskey? I haven't, and actually, there's a link on Facebook. Somebody posted an oil painting they did. It was like I their see. first oil painting, and I it was saw, of that scene. I saw that. <laughs> I was like, I'm sharing this. This is beautiful. <laughs> um, I mean... It's a very iconic scene for this film, and this is yeah. it's this kind of thing that people still love this film, like us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's at the bar, he's oh. down on his luck, or he's just evil Superman. So he's not down on his luck; he's just evil. Uh-huh. Uh And he's just pours a whole, he's pouring himself like shot after shot after shot of whiskey. Like, <laughs> I like, like, like he, like he'd even, like he'd even, he could even get that kind of drunk. Uh, I, I can't imagine that he gets drunk easily. So I would have to imagine that he he that's has to bottle. drink the whole bottle. That's not the first bottle. Yeah. That's that's and what I'm getting at. He has even, to drink the whole bottle and if, then if you, some. If you think that scene through too, they show him pouring himself. Yeah. You know, there, something led up to him pouring the bottle himself. <laughs> Where well, it was either it was him or the bartender being smart enough. To, Here, you know, you 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 do you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that he comes in and he's an asshole from the beginning, but he's allowing the bartender to give him a shot here and there. And uh-huh. then you could just see that he just either rips it out of the bartender's hands. He's like, well, what are you going to fucking do about it? <laughs> uh, or, like you said, the bartender is smart enough to go, just just fucking take it. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
because I mean, it's such a um, man is not Man of Steel. Batman versus Superman played up this whole thing of like, oh, so you know, Mer- people like not trusting Superman and like being afraid of this power, right? But I think it's portrayed so much better in this film where, yeah, this is like the boy in blue that everyone loves. This right. is the first time everybody's seen anybody's ever seen him like, yeah, you know, fuck you. Well, especially even in Batman v Superman where they flash forward or they show that scene because the flash, they, they show that alternate well, that, universe real quick. There. Well, there. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's like if you take something out of his life, like say his mother, he could go to the dark side without red kryptonite. No, but right. But, but what, you're, what you're losing is my, just my point that. The the big the the big thing in that was like, you know, oh, we don't trust this guy because he has power. It's like, how about the first time he goes to a bar and says, you know what, give me the fucking bobble? Because <laughs> that never well, happens yeah. in Batman versus Superman. It's like it's just the, the fear of the threat. But what about like this? Like, uh, this guy be calls at a White House. Yeah, Superman's lost it, sir. <laughs> do we have a do we have a do we don't have a contingency plan? Oh shit. Oh man, uh, can can we send him? You don't can the Suicide we... Squad. Can we just send him some uh, some Johnny Walker red? Yeah. Let's hope he forgets where we are. Yeah, just a Johnny Walker. Red. No, the blue. Okay, we'll get him the Johnny Walker blue. They, yeah, that's the most expensive yep. one. Yeah, and that's the that's like the, the the interesting thing about Superman three two. Interesting on like again, they're aiming towards a kids level. Is that the, if they made this today, we'd have all these things in the background. You know, like the, the news media covering what's happened to Superman and and you know and the and the government. Well, we, he's he's uncontrollable now. No, it's just like fuck that. It's just the American, just the people on the street who ah. Oh, Oh, we'll never trust him again. Ooh, right. just that, just that, like, like uh, come on, populist. Superman, you're just in a slump. <laughs> Superman's a populist character. If you yeah. think about it, he's for the people. He's never been a uh, po- politician, political thing. I mean, Superman four is where it all falls apart. Oh, I'm going to save the Earth from itself by getting rid of the nuclear missiles. That hey, good call there, Soups. But <laughs> Soups. <laughs> but in this one, it's it's. Like, Soups is an official name. People have called him Soups before. I'm not Amish denying people. Soups. I just didn't expect it to hear. I didn't expect to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but this the 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 level that this film takes is purely from a populist point of view. It's from okay, here's somebody that we trust, and now he's doing wacky shit. You, you know what's now funny? You know what's funny? This is the scene. This is the scene where Richard Pryor hands him. What oh. is obviously kryptonite, and Superman isn't at any point go. This looks a lot like kryptonite. Oh, that you know. <laughs> I, I, if, if there's any part of this film that I don't like, the whole military Richard Pryor military part. Yeah, kind of drags it's so, on. It's so painful because you know it's the okay. We have to write a part for Richard Pryor to be Richard Pryor, and even Richard Pryor in the back of his head probably eh, this is fucking shit. <laughs> you, you know, you know. I, I guarantee he had ten times more enjoyment and input into like the both keys at the same time part than oh, yeah. any of this fucking oh the molded pl- plastic molded plastic oh do you want your president to sit down and not be comfortable like who am i tracy ullman i don't do fucking characters tracy what is this ullman. shit seriously <laughs> he doesn't do characters what no. will be goldberg uh, <laughs> both of those references ahead of superman 3 but still the point remains yes uh, yeah, it's, it's just a hard scene to get through because it's, it's 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 probably the only part of the film that's not entertaining in any way. He's yeah. not funny. Uh, the scene isn't grabbing. It's like an excuse to get this thing to him, and it's just it's so hackneyed and fucking ham-fisted and forced. the f- The chemical fire sequence was more organic. That's how bad <laughs> that scene is. Yeah, but I I, I don't know how else they could have done it. I'm sure they could have done it a different way, but they wanted to utilize Richard Pryor and give him some screen time. I. Right? 
here's a scene where Superman is like, he's just at Lana's house and he's just kind of looking through a photo album and he's becoming evil Superman and I and I could just imagine he's just saying to himself he's like man just spit out a kid still looks good <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's just like, and then it hits them all at once. He's just like, whoa. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done delaying you. Feel free to, to right. dive deep. So, after the bar scene, he kind of he he flies away. Yeah, uh, you know, he hears little Ricky saying, "Superman, Superman." You know, you're just in a slump. You're just in a slump. And then he hears people around him. It's like no one's going to trust him again. And so. He just somehow flies himself to a junkyard, and everyone that's there just fucking scatters. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> bad Superman, let's go. Because he immediately just puts his arms like, like not not even in the air, but he just kind of puts his like his fist near his uh, uh, level at his head and just screams. <laughs> well, and, and it's a small town. Words already gotten out that Superman's gone fucking crazy. Yeah, so. that's, that's right. <laughs> steel, steel workers. They have their finger on the pulse. Believe me. Yeah. And uh, they, you know, and they use. Um, well, what ends up happening when he becomes evil Superman? Uh, the the colors of his outfit become very muted. Uh, oh, the, yeah, darker, the, grittier. Like, well, I mean, the cape stained. isn't red. The the cape is is the like the blue. The blue looks stained. The 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 boots are like like not not even burgundy. They're almost like this brownish color. They mm-hmm. they look very it looks very muted and very faded, uh, almost like it, well it's portraying that he he himself is the same way. Well, dark, yeah, yeah. But I, I would I, I would even say I don't know if it's not intentional, but I, for me the blue of the suit in those scenes near the end, uh, like the bar and afterwards. Yeah. Are like again. It has almost a stained it, quality. It, like it looks like like, like it, he's toxic. Like it, he's oozing. Yeah, it looks like it's seen some shit. Yeah. So 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 you know it isn't just oh Chris walk around looking angry. You know there's actually costume changing going into this. The makeup obviously with the and the beard like he stopped shaving. Whoever, which, uh, oh yeah, whoever decided, um, whoever decided to, to change the color of the suit, great move. Mm-hmm. I mean, great move. Again, another credit I give Lester for this film. Oh, I yeah. mean, <laughs> here comes the scene where he straightens the Tower of Pisa. <laughs> hey, yo. I, I have to. I have to watch this scene because he's okay. He's flying. He's getting Turn the audio up. Yeah, I can get the audio up. Uh... Just, just look at his face. He's just. He's just so happy about it. <laughs> Wait, here it comes. He's just like, yeah, look at it. Fuck this guy. <laughs> He's like, yeah. And then and then he flies away and he waves. He's like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, but, Wait, but, hold but, on, hold on. He's going to he's going to start talking. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Oh man! <sighs> oh, you know what? I mentioned him, like you know, films he's been in before. Another cameo in the film that's get overlooked a lot, uh, and I didn't know about this right away, so I'm not like super smart or anything. The uh, the kid at the photo booth at the yeah. beginning during the opening credits—that's yeah. the kid that played Baby Superman in the first film. 
Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I just found that out yesterday. So I'm not claiming special knowledge. It's pretty neat. Everyone, yeah, so, yeah. everyone said I looked like that kid when I was his age, when, when I was yeah, that young. They were, they were lying. Yeah, they must have seen you on a romper room. I, you know what? I still believe I was on romper room. I, I know you do. <laughs> I got to nail down that episode because it, it, it's in the it's in the first fifty episodes that I said that. I know. <laughs> we still have to do. Well, I have to do it, or one of us has to do it. Like the best of the first hundred episodes, the best of the the next hundred episodes, and just make that like a two three hour. Just even not even an episode, just like a side show. I might I might have actually have a medical issue because I'm just like crying nonstop here today. <laughs> uh, but anyway, go, go on with. I, I got a couple things to add in, but go on about the uh, well. Trash well, here's garbage. a scene where he blows out the torch for the Olympics, and if you notice in <laughs> oh, the <that's> another <laughs> it, it, in the trailer that I played in the trailer that I played, they 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 mention quite a bit about evil Superman, talking about how. Uh, ruining uh, like uh, historic landmarks. <laughs> it's like did, I don't know if you've seen the trailer or you heard it when I played it, but it was like Superman destroying uh, historic now, landmarks, and they show him straightening the Tower of Pisa, now here's uh, the, here's causing the havoc at the games, and he blows out the torch. <laughs> there's there's like a whole thing now where suddenly that's the plot of the film, which that's not the plot of the film. No, that's a no. subplot. It is a very, now, yeah. Like, now, if you go to, like, right now, I'm on the IMDb page for Superman 3. Under plot, it says, synthetic kryptonite laced with tobacco tar splits Superman in two. First of all, stop. <laughs> stop! But the t tobacco tar is not that important that you mention it in the tagline. But, but, the ta uh, but the plot is synth synthetic kryptonite laced with tobacco tar splits Superman into good Clark and bad Man of Steel. <laughs> that's like that's all right. That's bullshit right there. That's well, not the whole yeah. fucking film. The film is him versus technology. Yeah. So I mean, but again, that just shows you what people well, the latch onto. The trailer stuff. does mention about. The trailer does mention about uh, computers being the villain in this. Now, movie. is that an original trailer or is that a trailer made recently? Um, I don't believe it's, well, you know what? It's, it's an old trailer, but I think it's a VHS trailer. I don't, again, it's just like, everybody seems to be latching. And again, we're latching onto it. This is one of the best part of the film, but it's not the main focus of the film. Because Richard it, Pryor and technology at is. At the bottom of the trailer, which probably got cut off, um, in our, because we use a widescreen format for the show. Uh, it said coming soon to Thorn EMI, which oh, is VHS. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Distributor, right? So it, it, it looks like it's a VHS trailer, but I couldn't find a theatrical one anywhere. Really? That's yeah. Weird. It, well, you know, I went to like two, three pages of YouTube uh, videos and I couldn't find it. So I gave up uh, and I used that funny, one because it's at least an original one from the 80s. How funny, like, that's our go to now is YouTube. It's, it's wacky. Yeah. And you, they're you know fucking what? us it's, left and right. I don't own the special edition of Superman 3, but I, I would have to assume that there's a theatrical trailer on there somewhere. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, um, all right. So, so Superman is now in the junkyard. Right. As soon as he arrives, everyone scatters and he just screams. And he just has this face that just is like... Like the quintessential fuck my life face. Like Jesse Pinkman from season five of uh, Breaking Bad. Basically. So, And then all of a sudden, you see this like light around his face. And then Clark Kent 
walks out of evil Superman's body. Now, I want to interject yes. and state that this this type of scenario was hinted to in Superman 2. Just what we were talking about before. Yeah. When when he has his powers taken away and he becomes just Clark Kent, right. that's where you start seeing this psychological breakup. Because up, up until that point, Clark Kent was a character he played. Then he became Clark Kent and became an actual personality. So then after... He, so how do you deal with that once you get your powers back? And well, now I'm playing Superman again, but I'm also playing Clark Kent. It's it's more than that. You're there. They are two distinct identities now in the same person. Absolutely. Right. I mean, now they've lost all that in the Man of Steel. Which fine, I don't care. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different. It's a different different age, different version. Good. But Superman two sets it up, and I think it's great that it takes on. I mean, again, I give Lester credit. Uh, he didn't write the screenplay, but I still give him credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because. So, you know, Clark Kent steps out of, of Superman's body at this point, and he's obviously what's still good in Superman, and mm -hmm. he's fighting himself. Even though he's never, even though what you see, what you see on screen isn't actually happening, uh, in his mind, it's absolutely happening. So he's fighting himself at, at every turn throughout this junkyard. And it's so brilliantly done, and it's so Clark. Uh, Clark, I was going to say Clark. Christopher Reeve really, really gives his all in that scene, specifically oh. the part where he attacks Clark Kent and throws him into the garbage. Like he just kind of flies right into him, and then Clark Kent very defiantly just kind of stands straight. He's like, "Come on, give it to me," and he does. And then he starts. Uh, Superman starts to walk away. Clark Kent, he says, "Well, I can give it as good as I can get." Yeah, and <laughs> but, and, and no, but, Superman it, just starts. It, but, he starts. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. But he says it in the Clark Kent voice. That's right. That's what's the great part about it. It's like, like it's that kind of like, that almost like that geeky bravado, R and that's what right. makes that like that's what sells it. It's not. It's it's just like you know, I can give as good as I can get. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, before and it, and it makes you want to root for Superman at that point. Yeah. Before he says that, after he just fucking just kicks his ass into the garbage. He just Superman is laughing, and he's just like ha 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 ha. It's like like a like a bully would laugh after he punched someone in the face, um, and then he says, "I can give as good as I can get," and he's like, "Oh yeah," and then literally in the very literal sense starts barking at him. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on," and you could see you could see the spit fly out of his mouth, and yeah. that's that's Christopher Reeve like really giving it that that scene his all. Uh huh. Um, and that's actually the screenshot that I posted, <laughs> uh, and I was gonna post that as our banner, but you beat me to it with the bar scene, uh, which I was like, you know what, the bar scene's good. I like the bar scene, so I didn't, I didn't overlay yours with mine. Better not. I do like mine though. Yeah, no, I like. I'm, I'm looking at yours right now. I like <laughs> yours too, but mine, but mine's better. I like my caption too. <laughs> <laughs> I like it better with a period at the end. I'll fix that for it. No, I can't fix it. Yeah, I was, I was. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you don't need punctuation with that shit. That's okay. I'm just... Well, no, because I was thinking, <laughs> does this, does this require an exclamation point? Does it require a dot, dot, dot? No, period. 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 You, under, you under, understated. Period. I know, Definitely. but I don't know. I, I felt the need to not punctuate for that. Well, you were wrong. Because it's social okay. fucking media. Who fucking cares? Yeah, I do. I know you do. 
There are plenty of grammar Nazis on social media. Please. Yes, yes, there is. Go ahead. Uh, Throw a fucking period on there. See if I, I can't. You have to, I, well, let me edit it. You have to edit it. Good. <laughs> Good. Maybe I won't put a period on there. Maybe but, I'll, I mean, maybe it, I'll put four dots. But it, it, it's it's a great fight <laughs> sequence all around. Yes, it is. And, I mean, and and, and, and at every turn, at every turn, you know it's not really happening because at any turn he could just punch Clark Kent's face through the back of his head if he wanted. Uh, well, but, no, because he's Superman, because Clark Kent's Superman too. Exactly, but you know, it, it's like at every turn, it's like then he starts taunting him. He grabs a piece of scrap metal, and you could hear that New York metropolis accent. He's like, "Come on, come on, what? You can't take it. What's the matter? What's the matter? You always wanted to fly." <laughs> And, and the it externalization like, of an internal conflict is yeah. what makes this scene so resonant. Yes, absolutely. it really just it, it it captures you because you know this this is the same conflict any regular person has had, and it, it kind of makes sense on a level. I mean, all right, the whether or not it's actually uh, a byproduct of the red kryptonite is debatable, but it's almost like with somebody this powerful in internal conflict, it's it's, it's is uh expressed externally that's right i mean the fact that he splits into two people i mean does it sound silly yeah does a man that can fly because he's closer to a yellow sun uh sound silly yes so let's go with it here's a scene where he splits uh the blonde bimbo in two (laughs) 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 he just slowly the room is dark she bends over you want some champagne he's like no you know forget i mean all right my favorite shot of that in the film it almost looks like he's ready to like make her give him head (laughs) because he grabs the back of her head well forget that that the one shot of the film is it's at her head well he's in the background so his crotch is head level with her in the background yep so it's really her talking to his penis pretty much yeah i mean it doesn't get more blatant than that it was like yeah it's like we can't show any we it's like we can't do what we want to do but here's what we're gonna do like yeah that works <laughs> you know that 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 latex bulge right next to her head it's like ah yeah though no, glad you're here finally yeah, <laughs> she, like, yeah cha- champagne <laughs> she, she's lucky he didn't pull a, f- a fatty arbuckle on her with a fucking <laughs> champagne easy there and but that's never been proved it's of course not but it's still a fun story i know uh so anyway so now you're you're at the part in the junkyard where He's just kicking Clark Kent's ass at every turn. He he, when he tells Clark Kent, he goes, "He always wanted to fly." He throws him into a a compactor, a car compactor, uh-huh. uh, and he just cr- crushes fucking Clark Kent. Right, <laughs> and he's just kind of he just he just kind of looks up and he's just kind of like, Whew. you know, he's like, nah, "That's over finally," and then of course, Clark gets out. And right. they just go keep going at it. That scene is at least six, five, six minutes long of just them going at it. He he throws him on a, a conveyor belt, which then pushes him uh, into another compactor crusher of some kind. And he kind of almost passes out when that happens. And he almost looks like a heroin addict, like, you know, coming down when he makes mm-hmm. that face. Oh, yeah. You know, he just kind of looks up, and his eyes. As uh, speaking of eyes rolling back, when he takes that first drink in the bar, 
Did you see Christopher Reeve roll his eyes back into his head when he has that first drink? He totally rolled his eyes into the back of his head on that first drink. It was just like, holy shit, he ain't fucking kidding. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he throws him into this other compactor. He's on this conveyor belt, which goes in there. And this whole fucking thing goes haywire. And Clark Kent just bursts out of this like a fucking like a face hugger out of a body. And he just starts strangling evil Clark, uh, evil Superman until he disappears. Uh, which then Superman is now one again with Clark Kent. And now, evil Superman is now gone completely. He's dissolved. The only, the only problem... I, and out of all the, all the original Superman films, this one deserves a remake. Because really, the more you think about it, this really should have been the main, main storyline of Superman 3. Yeah, and it's almost like it, it, it almost feels like it's like it was a great idea, like it was put into it, but it was like. Oh, here's the scene where he has that first drink. Hold on, everyone, just watch his eyes roll right <laughs> in the back of his head. Yep, there it goes. This, the climax of the second act. Yes. Really, emotionally and visually, overpowers anything that happens in the third act with the supercomputer. Yep. It, and it, it almost is like their second act stretch should have been its own film. Yeah, and it, what's you know what's interesting about that? If they ever decide to do that kind of a storyline where Superman becomes evil and you got Ben Affleck as Batman where he's just like, he's kind of second-guessing himself from Batman v Superman. He's like, fuck, I should have killed him when I had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> and he pulled that Martha shit on me and here we are. <laughs> he just fucking crushed the building. Um, that would be great if they uh, if they visited that in some way. Because, you know, after they do, and anyone that hasn't seen Batman v Superman, spoiler alert. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Spoiler alert. Uh, after, you know, they do the death of Superman with Doomsday, uh, it's presumed that in the Justice League Part 1 and 2, he's going to be wearing a black suit. Uh, because he will be like in the comic book yeah like he'll be yeah. reborn and right. i guess at some point they could kind of spin off of that and maybe they could use it as an excuse it's like here's some side effects he's gone rogue uh you know they, they could do it if they really wanted yeah uh yeah and they could base it off you know of the death I of superman can, I, I don't think it counts as a spoiler alert if it hasn't happened yet well, no, I'm talking about him dying in Batman v Superman. Oh, never and, mind. And maybe okay. someone doesn't know all right, no, uh, that all right. that happened, I, that they I, were putting the death of I Superman in I take it back. I okay, take it okay, back. Okay, Oh, uh, here he is flying. He's just like, oh, fuck, I'm coming down. Holly <laughs> just doesn't watch Batman vs Superman. Who hasn't? Holly. Oh, really? Well, the problem was I tried to get her to watch it, but the but unfortunately I tried to get her to watch the direct the uh, uh, the uh, extended version. Okay. Which is just all the additional scenes are fucking bullshit that shouldn't have been added. So, yeah. so she got tired of me. She, so I, she gave up like 20 minutes in and was like, I don't blame you because they should have gotten rid They shouldn't have put this stuff back in. Yeah. There's the reason why they took it out. The, the only thing that was kind of neat was seeing general Steppenwolf at the end. The, the, why they had to make a three hour cut to see that. I don't know. I, it, none of it was worth it. You know? And, yeah. Ninety percent of that, ninety percent of extended extended version was just, uh, just Lex Luthor's plant like uh, manipulation of things. It's like, yeah, we don't care, we get it. Yep. Yeah, move on. 
Superman makes this face right before he punches Clark Kent that I need to take a screenshot of that too where he's got he's curling his lip where he's just like fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like there's so many great screenshots from this film. It's just oh, really yeah. begs to be looked at both from the comedic and from like that like weird dark uh interesting angle. It's like Christopher uh, Reeves is giving his best Clint Eastwood face. Yeah. And now the sad part is like we're talk we're still talking about the second act. There's really not much to talk about in the third act. Right. It gets sillier. Uh we build a supercomputer in the middle of a mountain. We have to take uh balloons down. Yeah, and, you know, Richard Parr decides and, uh, to take a donkey instead. Well, cuz com- comedy. Comedy. I you don't know. understand why you can't balloon down like the rest of us. Although, come on, you got to you got to admit Robert Vaughn is probably the best line of the whole film. Oh, I yeah. asked you to, I asked you to kill Superman. And you couldn't do that one simple thing. Yeah, so simple. <laughs> it's like, it's like, if they have to remake this and make Trump the character. Can you tell me, and again, I still love the film, why there's a giant vat of acid in the junkyard? <laughs> what, what, what reason, what, what, what purpose does that exist in a junkyard? Can, can I, can I, can I broaden that question? Oh. Uh, where anywhere do you have to have a giant vat of acid? <laughs> it's not like but, they're pouring any of this metal uh, in there to also, restore it. Not, but not like not like contained, but like just sitting there. Yeah, it's just, uh, ro- no. He, it, he it, it's got a rolling, it, right? A rolling boil. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to rip the safety seals or go through a security door. It was just like, oh yeah, they left the oil on. <laughs> yeah. the acid, sorry, acid. They left the, they left the acid on. Ooh, yeah, ooh, who thought it? It's like it's like how many times <laughs> it's like how how many fucking times did, did someone fall in there? It's like yeah, we lost Bob today. It's like what happened? Fell in a giant vat of acid. Oh man, that's the third one this week. <laughs> it's like that scene in Armed and Dangerous where uh, John Candy and Eugene Levy go to that junkyard. They're gonna yeah. relieve those two guys, um, and they're like all deformed and fucking. <laughs> It's like, oh man, we haven't seen people here in forever. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're gonna leave. That's that's. It's funny you brought that. You mentioned uh, Armed and Dangerous because I mentioned it last week. Uh, we went to see um, um, uh, uh, Wonder Woman. No, no, we we went to see um, Alien. God damn it! Stop talking because <laughs> put more words in my head. They overpower the words I need. We went to see Bina- uh, Bianca Del Rio. Oh, okay. Was it a movie uh, at she, all? She, <laughs> yeah, drag queen. She was on um, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. She won one of the years. Uh, Lil's a huge fan. Went to see her. The original, the original thing was I was supposed to go and drag to see her, but I told you, well, you got If you ever do that, you got to dress up like John Candy and Armed well, and Dangerous. What, well, what I said was, well, what, what what happened was budget constraints. Since I was laid off recently, prevented me from actually having extra cash to buy clothing in my size to go and drag. Got it. Because wigs aren't cheap. Uh, and I'm not going to cheap wig, and um, and I, I I said to Holly at one point in the evening, says, "Well, it's a good thing I didn't because if I went in drag, I just would have ended up looking like John Candy in Armed and Dangerous." Yeah. Which I don't know if she got the reference, but no. still, no, most <laughs> no, most people no. wouldn't. Nah, this is just just a sad bastards. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I I still quote that scene. 
Oh, I got my Christmas. I got my Christmas goose early. <laughs> uh, oh man, this junkyard scene's so good. Uh, but but again, it the, the middle sequence, the second act, is really the main thing that holds Superman three uh, aloft, and right. the whole the whole the whole storyline with him and his is childhood sweetheart. That's like the family's part of this film. And that's forgettable, easily forgettable. Uh, and, and again, bringing up uh, having like the, uh, the, the Brad character that he ends up exacting revenge on later. It, it's really outside of the realm. And actually that's kind of a weird part. Considering that he just defeated his evil part and side in part two, the fact that he does that at the end of three should have been like that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Really? Because isn't that what he defeated in the second act? Was that part of him that would do stuff like that? And then he does that at the end of, at end of the third act. Like, holy shit. That means, like, it's not... It's still there. Yeah. You didn't defeat it. You just, like, buried it. It's, this is Babadook all, territory all over. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah I, it's just, like, part four could have, like, taken this shit for a ride instead of uh, taking everybody else for a ride. Definitely. <laughs> but, right. uh, I mean... I think we spent a lot of time on Superman three. We've we're we've talked for an hour and thirty six minutes so far. Well, we love this film. We do. Now again, I'm not going to defend it and say it's a good film. No. But it has a lot of elements that really are you can overlook when just saying oh it's cheesy and oh it's got the bad special effects and oh Richard Pryor and goof blah 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 yeah but this film broke ground in Superman in the Superman mythos, uh, whatever you want to call it, that previously was unbroken. It really t- took a darker stance and went more to the original comic book source than the other two films ever did. Right. Yeah. It totally and did. That, no, you're that's right. That's a lot to say. Now, yeah, yes. now, on IMDb, a pathetic 4.9. That is way too low. Uh, unexcus- inexcusable. I could, I could feel... I feel very comfortable giving this a seven. I was just gonna say the same thing. Yeah, I feel this very comfortable giving it a seven. Yeah, for the second act alone, this film deserves a seven. Yeah, totally gonna, on board with that. I'm I'm doing it. Perfect. Now I want to see the demographics here because that of the should, age difference. That should be di- interesting. Um, the lowest demographic is, uh. Anybody under the age of 18 gave it 4.6. Fuck y'all. <laughs> kids. Fuck kids don't understand. They have no idea what they're, we went through in the they're, 80s. They're too used to Man of Steel. Yeah, right? Or, or shit-talking Man of Steel. Eh, yeah, he killed somebody. Oh, here's the uh, the, the captain of the, sh- the oil tanker with the worst shoe polish beard I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't that right around the Juan, uh, Juan Valdez uh, time period? I believe. Well, I don't know for sure, but yeah, it, the, the Juan Valdez. Hold on. Exxon Valdez. Exxon Valdez. What, what? Who's Juan Valdez? I don't know who the fuck Juan is, but uh, Exxon Valdez. Uh, you know what? Exxon Valdez probably happened in the seventies. Oh, eighty-nine. Exxon Valdez happened in eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. The, the oil spill was in eighty-nine. This Superman kind of predicted the Valdez thing. Jesus Christ! It's like you know, it's funny because like watching it now, I look at it because like, oh yeah, obviously it's the Valdez. No, no, <laughs> it's, apparently not. They didn't happen for another six years. Now here's something interesting: for under eighteen males, 
Uh, for age under 18, it's 4.6. For males, it's 4.6. Only six females under 18 viewed the film. They gave it an average 5.6. Wow, really? So, girls, a little bit more on the ball. Well, you know uh, why? Because the, they, they keep showing Superman's crotch. You well, notice, that, you notice yeah. that? He just flew yeah, in, it, he, he just flew into the scene now, oh. and it's his crotch for like 10 seconds. You know what? Figures, the Superman with the bad boy Superman, that's the one that underage girls like. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> now... Oddly enough, the highest demographic is females under 18 with a 5.6. But if we ignore that, it, the, the, the second highest is females 18 to 29, tied with females 18 to 30 to 44. Okay. <laughs> it's all over the place. What, what else did I have to say except women and the bad boy thing disproves it? <laughs> it's, it's science. I, I, hate, I hate to sound like a male chauvinist, but holy shit, it's right there in front of you. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, yay. Now it's funny. Like this is one of those films that we, like we love, but we have to admit it's bad. And like you point out the cheesy stuff. Yep. Now we had somebody else on our YouTube uh, channel uh, that watched our review of The Keep, and they complained and say, "Oh, you guys call it a shitty, uh, suck ass film." And it's like, wait, wait, well, where do we call it? A sick ass? We never called it a suck ass film. You know what it is? I think we get a bad rap because of the name of our our channel and our show is Movie Sucktastic. Right, but you, you know, know what? what? Listen to the fucking review. One, listen to the review. Two, just break apart the title of the show. Movie Sucktastic. It's a take on the word fantastic. It's a sucktastic movie, which means these are movies that we that we know are bad but love most of the time. So it's most of the time. But so it's like I think his exact words is uh, words were uh, you know it, it figures that uh, you would call this film a suck ass film from two suck ass clowns oh, or yeah, something it, like that it insult, insulted us something insulting us because we said because supposedly we called it a suck ass film it's like all right first of all the word suck ass film would never come out of our mouths exactly we're much more inventive than that yes. and and, the, and like i think i even responded to that one like dude eight minutes in we're like like 18 minutes in we're talking like joey's talking about how they took control away from the director so we're giving you reasons why we don't like pertinent aspects of the movie what the fuck <laughs> another guy's like another guy like acted like we spent an hour and a half just complaining that the film was too dark dude yeah, yeah. listen to, but but here the funny thing with that was i was going through and I, I i hit another comment on youtube and i found a weird thing on youtube you can delete comments oh i've done that i didn't know you could i i was like ah oh, fuck this guy i was like oh i can delete that <laughs> done i've reported people and then deleted their comment i've reported but i never deleted any i didn't know i could just like remove a comment that's yeah. that's like an eye-opener oh i i feel so much better now uh, now 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 you have to, no voice now just to notice i did not remove the guy that complained about us calling a suck ass because i said hey we didn't say that and you know please tell me what part you disagree with because joey 10 minutes in is talking about this and even I talk, and we talk about how the film compares to the novelization. So I don't know where you're getting suck ass as our main review. Here's the problem. This is the problem. People suck. People, well, not not just that. People don't have a large attention span. They just never really did. Uh, and in the YouTube generation, holy shit! If your videos aren't five or ten minutes long, the that's I mean that's the only reason why we don't have more subscribers. If our videos were Yeah. If our videos were five to ten minutes long, I guarantee you we'd have ten times as many subscribers. You know, and honestly, anybody that reviews a film for you in under five minutes, they're not doing you any favors. No, they're not there's no justice and, served. And you there. 
you get you get all the fun, like Joey and I not talking about the film for a half an hour solid as we go off on tangents. <laughs> we talk a little bit about everything, even when we're talking about a movie. Uh, dude, um, now, uh, why have we been talking? One of our listeners has been messaging me. Okay. And did you know that Danny McBride's doing a, a Halloween movie with Carpenter? Get out of here. I, I'm, I'm, I've asked for a link, and they're looking for it. Uh, because uh, he came in and said, hey, have you seen uh, the new Aliens film yet? It's like, uh, no, what's the verdict? And he pretty much confirmed every suspicion I have about the film. Oh, really? I heard, I, heard, much, I heard McBride is good in it, though. I've heard He confirmed my thoughts that McBride's the only good thing in the film, and the rest of it is ham-fisted and cliched paint-by-numbers bullshit. Well, it's Ridley Scott, so... Exactly. And, and he even said... Like what I said last week or the week before, it's like, well, at least thank God Ridley Scott doesn't have a hand on the um on the uh, Blade, Blade Runner. Runner thing. Yeah, it's like no shit. I don't even think he'll get any kind of a story or creation creator credit. I think he was just Good. the director on that on that film. Good, fuck him. <laughs> uh, uh, now, why we, uh, and it, when I get that link, I'll post it on our Facebook page. So if you're following us, go or if you're not, go to Facebook. Okay. Uh, go to Facebook and do a search for Movie Sucktastic. We're the only group called that. And Joey has other links to tell you at the end of the show because we haven't recorded the bumper yet. I have no excuse for doing that. I should do that like this week because I'm not doing anything else. That's fine. <laughs> it's become a part of my routine. so I know, but it shouldn't be because I promise. All right, so now we're at the point of the show where we've after we've reviewed it, I have a challenge for you. Yes. Now, before you do that, I want to okay. I want to bring up one thing real quick. Yes. Uh, I just talked about somebody that's messaging me uh, on Facebook uh, that knows us from the show that I met from the show. Um, also, uh, just recently, I had I changed my Facebook to private, which I've never had before. Oh. But we still have public Facebook page. Movies like Tastic. Yes. Uh, every now and then, I or Joey will get a, uh, get a response from a listener saying, "Hey, will you friend me on the Facebook page? On your Facebook page?" And I've always been like, "Yeah, fine, go ahead." But keep in mind that movies are just one aspect of my life. Yep. Uh, just recently, after I privatized my Facebook page, I unfriended a listener of the show. Who might be listening? Who might uh, be listening? Who might be listening? I, and I just want to set this for anybody who might consider asking later on. Hey, can, we, can I friend you? Whatever. Um, I don't hold back. This is true. I, I'm not an ass. I'm not. I'm not. This isn't the asshole excuse. Of, yeah, I say how I see it. No, no, no. But I have convictions and I stick to them. Um, on the movie front, I'm forgiving. It's true. Uh, however, politically, if you, if you engage me politically, however, and part of that engagement includes deleting comments I make on somebody else's post, and in doing so, defending someone whose homophobic uh, I, viewpoints, such as referring to homosexuals as uh, mentally uh, mentally ill right or circus freaks i saw that that doesn't bide with me and i, I and i didn't get in an argument with the guy because i kind of like the guy besides the fact that it was his friends making it was his other facebook friends making these comments that i responded to right. and then i just unfriended him i didn't give him an explanation or anything so this is the only way he's going to get it but uh anybody that wants to contact us outside of the show if you want to just contact us and talk about films that's great just don't expect everything else to fall in line with that and keep that in mind yeah and i can't even say oh you know that's just scott talking i don't really have very much of a social media presence because i choose not to not because i and don't want 
No, that's a smart choice too. Not be- believe me. Not because I don't want to engage anyone politically and things of that nature. I find social media to be, to be completely honest, pretty fucking annoying, because. Talk- I'd say toxic in some regards. I, I, I just see the same things every day. If you're not posting about Trump, if you're not posting about Clinton, if you're not That's posting me. if you're not posting about some fucking video food recipe or a BuzzFeed video, it's literally the same fucking thing every fucking day. And it's well, not that and it's not that oh I got to find different friends or uh you know uh, different family members listen Everyone's always worried about going viral, so you're just gonna you're gonna get the same pattern of things posted on a daily basis. Well, whether yeah, it's, it's a casual whether thing it's, too. Yes, it is very casual. Yeah. On any given day, I'll scroll through my Facebook feed, and by the end of it, I've seen the not the exact same videos, but I've seen the same structure of videos. Whether it's food, political, some fucking animal being rescued, well, a cat video, I, I'm just not interested in well, you know any what? way. That's because most of the people on your feed probably aren't trying aren't trying to build a media presence on social media. No, they're so not. they're not trying to do innovate. They're just sharing what interests them or what they come across. And when you get people in a loop, you kind of get the same things kind of come back to you. It happens like that happens. Right. So what it does in ter- what it does in the end is it turns me off of social media so much to the point that I'll just scroll through the feed for five minutes and then I'm right. done with it for the entire day. Mm-hmm. That's right, why. I, that's why. If anyone goes through my Facebook uh, profile and looks at any of my feed, I'm I rarely will post something where I'll actually say, "Oh yeah, the, this and this and that," or "Can you believe this?" That almost never happens. I don't care about a social media presence. I post I'm, pictures of my kids for family members that that I don't get to see very often, and that's really it. Yeah. Now, now, so my. So if you go to our Facebook page for Movie Sucktastic or you go to the YouTube yep. and make comments on there, we stick to films primarily. Yes. Occasionally, I'll, we'll make a political comment in here. I, I mentioned Trump a couple times this episode, but it's all in just just in context of this movie, and we're not getting that deep into it. That's right. Uh, but just keep that in mind if you ever decide you want to contact us on a – now, like one of the guys that makes a re, a, occasional reoccurrence here is Gino. Um, now, I, I don't push things with Gino. I, I I am a Bill Cosby fan, but I also think he's also raped a lot of women. <laughs> but I don't argue that point with Gino because I know that's not going to go anywhere. No. <laughs> and I think we have a nice equilibrium there. Uh, but but uh, I mean, when he first came on, when he first started following me on Facebook, I, ma- I made a comment about Republicans during some kind of fiasco. He's like, "We well, you know I'm a Republican," and I was like, "Well, okay." <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm still gonna say what I, unless you have something to add to the conversation. That's all I've got. Right, and and, and, and not to make it sound like I just bash Republicans nonstop, but but no, I mean, so long story short, um, whatever party you decide to go with is the one you go with. But just don't but, expect us to agree with it. Yeah, you know, we have our own political views. Well, I think the thing is the media is that everybody's looking for either complicity or conflict. Right. Um, and. I'm unwilling to take complicity for somebody just because they listen to the show. Right. No, I, so I agree. Please keep that in mind. If you want to keep it on a movie level, great. Do that. I didn't, again, the person that listens to the show, I didn't trash talk them specifically. Only people I trash talked were the people that were making disparaging remarks towards homosexuals, which I will not go for and I will not appease and I will not let go silent on. 
Um, and that's as far as I'm going to get political right now in this episode. But I just wanted to mention that now. So if anybody else thinks want to reach out, I'm not saying don't reach out. I'm just saying just be prepared and take me as I am. Right. And if you can't separate that from movie criticism, then then you've got more problems than I do. Yeah. And I've got problems. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's that's where that ends. Anyway, what's what, what what's your guy for me for the movie? You know, sir? you know what's funny. Uh, this is the scene at the end of the film, real quick, uh, and I, I bring it up because I it reminded me. This is why it's like if we do a media, a slideshow, if that's what we end up going to, which I hope we don't do. It's like, I won't remember little things like that, because it'll be like, oh, I'm watching the film as we review it, which is what I love about our show. Anyway, so at the end of the film, where the computer is starting to black out parts of the city, and then it blacks out the entire city, the lights start to go out, and you just hear in the background, like the Wilhelm scream, it's just a woman just goes, ah! It's like... When was the? Did you ever scream like that, or heard anyone <laughs> scream like that when the power went out? I, I forgot to mention one of my favorite parts. Like rewatching it was during the fire sequence of the, when the, the firefighters go to the chemical factory and kick open the door, and they and I just hear, "Ah, ah, help me! I'm on fire! I'm on fire! Help me!" I was like, "Is that part even necessary?" I thought, "Ah," and then running around on flame in flames kind of told the whole story. Yeah, that's right. But that's just me. <laughs> All right, so I have a movie challenge for you. Okay. Yeah. And uh-huh. it's interesting that Oh, and that Danny McBride thing is on our Facebook page right now, so read that later. Cool. Um you had mentioned a uh, film before which I now added to the list. So <laughs> I have my original choice, but if you don't like it, then we could definitely go Electric Dreams. No, no, let's let's so where are you going? Okay. Give me give, give me give me. All of these films are computer related. That, okay. That's the connection. So, what we have, we have the 1980 or the 1995 film Hackers, the one with uh, Angelina Jolie and um, uh, what's his face, the guy that uh, he plays uh, Sherlock, the American version of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, what the fuck's his name? He was in oh, Train Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. No, 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 no. He was in Train Spotting, the other English guy. Um, Ew, Ewan McGregor? No, the other guy. The guy, the other guy. The the main guy, John, Johnny... No, not Johnny. Is it Johnny? Something? I thought Ewan McGregor was the main character in Trainspotting. Well, no, the, his friend. The friend of Ewan McGregor in Trainspotting. He's in the American uh, version of Sherlock. Who does he play in that? J- John Lee Hooker? Is that who he is? Is that his name? J- Johnny Lee Miller? Johnny Lee Miller. Yes. Why did I think Hooker? I don't know. Anyway, he's in Hackers with Angelina Jolie. Who is he in Sherlock? Play Sherlock. No. Wait. Oh, no. He's in Elementary. Oh, which, fine. Oh, so you bastard. It's, well, it's yeah, the American version of Sherlock. Right. It's the shitty-ass rip-off of Sherlock. Correct. Okay. All right. Sorry. Holy shit. There's already 120 episodes of that piece of shit? I, I 120? This, that thing's been on for how well, long? It's got to be six years. They do what? Five years. 24 episodes or 22 episodes 2012 a year? to 2017. Wow. Holy, I thought that thing died after the, This is what I get for not having television. I thought that thing died after the first two seasons. And you know what's funny? I mean, Sherlock oh. with Cumberbatch, what do they do? Like four episodes that are two hours long each or something three. like that? Three. Each season's three episodes. Yeah. And it's two hours each, right? Correct. Like movies, pretty wow. much. And they do 22 
episodes here in America. 120. No, I mean just a season. Oh, yeah. But you know what? It, it oh. just... Try and watch a 22-episode season. Even Lost had filler episodes. All right, but, but, all right, but backtracking, yes. He plays Sick Boy in Trainspotting. That's, That's oh, okay. Anyway, so he's in the film Hackers with Angelina Jolie from Hackers, 95. Right, okay. Not a good movie. No. Not a good movie at all. So there's that. Um, then you got War Games, which you mentioned, mm-hmm. which was always on my list. Then you got Electric Dreams, which I added to the list. They're all good choices. And then the film that I was thinking of doing the whole time, and the theme is Killer Robot. Or just no. just robot. No. You know what it is. No. Chopping Mall? It is not Chopping Mall. Oh, Didn't we review Chopping Mall? Did we do Chopping Mall? Or was that just a bad movie day? We did bad movie day. I forget if we actually did an episode of it. It's been we've been we've done too many episodes. But forgetting what we've done now. Fuck. Uh, but what, what what's the one you were gonna say? I didn't even think of Chopping Mall. I thought we did it. <laughs> What's the one you were going to say? I wouldn't have challenged Shopping Mall anyway. Uh, heart Beeps. Heart Beeps? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if we're up for Heart Oh, wow. That is that is a bad one. Oh. Heart Beeps. Um, so those are your choices. you got Heart Beeps, Electric Dreams, War Games, and Hackers. I'm going to say either Electric Dreams or Hackers. Now, I've never seen Electric Dreams all the way through. I've always just oh, always then we're doing that. always then seen we're doing that. bits and pieces. No, we're then we're doing that. That's what, the one we're doing. That's the one we're yeah. gonna do. All right. Yeah, Electric Dreams. Okay. Electric, Electric Dreams. It is, even though it was and not I, my original steal, choice. I'll, I'll steal one of your challenges to go back at you next week. Well, at some point, we need to do Heart Beeps because that was my original choice. At some point, we have to end the show now. You gotta go pee. Oh, okay. I gotta. Dude, I've been drinking gin and like crystal light nonstop since we started recording. I have oh. got a piece so bad. Oh my! This <laughs> is like, and I don't know which one tipped the scales, but it's it's not it's not working. Oh yeah, we we have to end it. But yeah, but what, heart beeps is uh, no, not heart beeps. Electric dreams is the episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have a copy of it. No, I know I do. All right, everybody. <laughs> episode two forty seven. As always, thank you for joining us for our show, Movie Sucktastic. We very much appreciate it. If you tuned in live, you're awesome. We appreciate that, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, make sure you go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can download the show there. You can listen to the show there. But most importantly, tune in live every Thursday at 8 o'clock and hang out with us while we watch the movie and we review it with you. Uh, you can go to iTunes and you can listen to the show or download the show there as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. Everything we post there is from movie trailers to when we go live to just anything that interests us, movie-related, sometimes maybe a little not movie-related, but it's all there on the Facebook page. We highly recommend that you go there and you like the page. Uh, You can leave us email. The address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, it's 908-514-4470. Uh, you can download the free Android app for your uh, uh, for your phone or tablet, and everything I just said is in that. Um, there used to be a mobile version of the website, but that went fucking kablooey, so I had to disable it for a little while until I figure that out. So sorry, iPhone users, uh, you'll have to use uh, 
something else. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> oh, there's a Tumblr page, uh, moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. Make sure you visit that. Scott works very hard on that. He'd, uh, <laughs> he'd, he'd appreciate it. Uh, and that about does it, or at least that's everything I can remember. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson, other than you have to pee like a racehorse? Both keys at the same time? <laughs> that was the first time we learned that people could monetize our shit when you posted yeah. that video. That's right. There you go. I That's that the one clip. I was like, very oh, we, first we monetized video. it. You did what now? You did what? <laughs> oh, by the way, if you go to YouTube, I, 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 I added a couple of clips uh, to our YouTube channels um, from other people. Uh, on our playlists, oh, okay. But but a lot of people, but there are, you can find on YouTube the junkyard fight scene itself. Oh, cool. Uh, I think it's in two parts. Uh, you know, like Fandango and shit when they because they're they can legally do it because they're promoting the fucking YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know paper. what? We are too. Ironically enough. Well, ironically, but but what I'm saying is is, is uh, you, you can find that scene if if you haven't seen that scene, you don't want to watch the whole thing. And, and I'll try to link it to the YouTube and the Facebook page further on. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. And Bye. have electric dreams in the meantime. That's right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.